Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Smith rifles that one to Mims. And that's a foot race. He's going to win. Touchdown, Baylor. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Five straight games, Anthony, where he's got a touchdown catch of over 20. That's deflected. And picked up Mason. He'll take it in. It's a pick six and a touchdown. Bell into the middle of that line. And it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder. 85 yards. There was contact with the quarterback, and it's incomplete. They got pressure on Prescott. It was Adams who came blitzing in. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet one And it's time for X and O Quick Hits. We're going to take a look at the film in a more expanded way on Mackay Becton with the host of Blewett's Blitz over at JetsXFactor.com, Mr. Joe Blewett. Joe, good to talk to you, buddy. It's been a little while. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know that we're going to get into uh, some of the drafted guys now. We're going to go. I know we already did Mims. We're going to do some some Davis. We're going to do some Morgan um, in the future. So I'm excited to talk about some of the the, the draft guys, whatever free agents we have to wrap up. Um, we're all kind of starving for football right now. We're um, we're all counting down the days until we could see that Sam Darnold was seven straight from practice and all, <laughs> and all of this stuff. So uh, talking about football is a nice distraction right now. Should note, by the way, that we're going to go over Makai Becton. But if you want to see the full review with all the video and everything. You can go to JetsXFactor.com, and we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. But, Joe, we did talk about Makai Becton before the draft, and I wanted to have you back on at some point after the draft because you finally had an opportunity to take a deeper dive looking at all 22 and all of that. 
which a lot of people don't understand is very important, especially when you're talking about offensive linemen, because you can see the footwork cleaner. You can see the way that they move better. It just provides a much clearer picture of everything that's going on on a particular play, especially for an offensive lineman. So let's start with the technique, footwork and such. Did you notice any difference when you looked at the All-22 as opposed to what you saw when you initially looked at just the YouTube footage? Yeah, well, and like you said, the, the, really there's, there's a couple positions that are really important for, for All-22. Um, and it's definitely, obviously, receiver corner safety because you literally can't see them on the broadcast angle. And like you said, offensive line is so – it's such an, an intricate position that if you don't have those views to see, like you said, their footwork, are they gaining depth? Or is it a lateral step? Is it a drop step? Is it a, is it a bucket step? You know, is this a skip pull, square pull? Like, what are, what are they doing? Are they taking a zero step? Are they taking an on step? Like, there's so many different footworks that you need to know what they're doing in a scenario. So when you don't have that view um, from the, the broadcast, um, you can struggle. And, and, and to be completely, you know, to be transparent, it wasn't because, okay, you know, the Jets are not drafting Makai back then. I don't think they will, so I'm not going to view it. What happened is I ran into a lot of all-22 film that I wasn't able to um, get my hands on in the past. I got lucky into me, had me a, a ton of clips. Um, so, to get, again, full transparency, I was able to watch the uh, Boston College game, Wake Forest game, Virginia, Miami, Syracuse, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Florida State game, um, all in all-22. So it gave me a better – um, understanding of the of the player and in terms of like some of the because like you said I, I I did the review on on YouTube we've done the review in the past um you know episode fifteen thousand seven hundred and eighty six of Play Like a Jet probably you know whatever that episode was we did that as well so um yeah the the the, the strength that I noticed in in pass bro because that was that was the big thing um okay well his pass sets his pass sets his pass sets everything you saw from these big media wigs on, on the internet was him trucking a guy out of bounds and, or lifting a guy off in the air, but it was all run stuff, which I was guilty of too, because that's what it was on the broadcast. I also didn't see a lot of pass sets. So I really wanted to focus on him on pass sets and true pass sets, not okay. Um, you know, working vertically on play action because that's how you disguise guys who aren't necessarily the best offensive line. And that's just how Louisville ran a lot of their offense. So I really, um, you know, tapped in and had a, 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 a stringent focus, I think the word, on uh, the, the vertical pass sets, the 45-degree sets of, of Beckton. And um, I was definitely impressed. It's, I'm the, and we'll talk about the run game, I guess, in a little bit, but um, I, I kind of have my notes of what I noticed pre-me watching L22 and then after, so I, I didn't add a ton um, into the strength I'm going to talk about now because we already talked about them, but I'm going to talk about some of the things I noticed for the second time. Um, small steps in pass pro, which is good. You don't you don't really ever want big steps in pa- specifically in pass pro. Um, if you're trying to cover ground quickly, like on that first phase of the drive catch, then yeah, you want to cover some ground. But after that, you really don't want a lot of a lot of big steps. You want it to have small, even steps that are balanced with a balanced core, balanced base. Um, one, it allows obviously balance, and it allows quick change of direction. Uh, you're taking big steps that it eliminates your quick change of direction ability. Um, because you're literally not contacting the ground with that big step. So you don't want to see a lot of heel clicking, things like that. So I noticed some small steps, um, which was good. I know it's, I know it's a good balance, especially for a guy who is 
six, seven, you know, whatever he's playing at three sixty five. I, I noticed some good balance and quick change of direction and pass throw. Um, I think he uses his length well. I think he could even use it better in some instances, but um, I, I wrote that down as a positive. Uh, I think he stays pretty square in the pass game, which is, again, a good thing. You don't want to open your hips up too early um, and be weakened in the B-gap, uh, get you know your hands chopped and shot across your face. So he, he, used, uh, he stayed pretty square. I think he has some good leverage in pass pro, um, which, again, is pretty surprising for his height. Some people will criticize his hands are a little bit high, but – Listen, when you're six seven and your shoulder is even with the guy's helmet, it's kind of hard to shoot your hands consistently if it was lower pec. So, like, you got to give him a little bit of uh, – or you got to take that into consideration. So, um, that's something I noted down. But I think his hands, you know, they might have landed a little bit high at times, but they did land inside. So, they're not landing too wide. He's not using, like, a hug technique type um, – you know, punch, which I think he could do in, in, at the NFL level. Uh, the benefit of the, the hug technique is, you know, there might not be a lot of hand fighting um, and you're able to contain a guy, but it weakens your chest. And, and it, so if a guy is, is going to bull rush you, um, it weakens you against that. But if you're strong enough, like a guy like Beckton is, he's 370, he might be a guy who might be taught the hug technique more um, at the NFL level. Um, and then you also notice, which I wrote down again, uh, ultra rare movement skills and fluidity for his size. It's something I noticed in his pass sets as well. So uh, after watching those pass sets and after watching his technique in the past game um, with that all 22 of them, I was definitely impressed. It's, it's not as big of a concern um, as it was in the past. Now, if we're talking about, you know, some of the weaknesses that have to work on, yeah, you know, he doesn't have a ton of, of reps at it. Um, his hands do land a little bit high. Like, I want to see him get a little bit lower, but they're never going to be super low because, like I said, he's 6'7". Um, again, stunts and things like that, he needs to have more active eyes. Uh, there's some times where, you know, they might run a tee, stunner, whatever it might be, and he, and he carries a guy in too far and his eyes aren't flashing to the second level where maybe they're sending a tee, stunt, and then a linebacker um, off of the edge after that or a corner so his eyes don't be too active. So like, there's things he has to work on um, more. In, in the past game, but like overall technique and, and the real stuff like, and, and balance and fluidity and all this stuff that I'm looking for, uh, he, he passed the test that he necessarily, that he didn't necessarily before I had the, the, the advantage of watching the all 22 film. When we talked about Becton the last time, Joe, you said that you thought that his technique was the worst of the four by a pretty wide margin. Do you still feel that way? It, I would say yes, but in what aspect? Like, you know, um, I think he stays more square than Tristan. Tristan works. He doesn't open up as much as Tristan works does. Or, you know, in terms of technique, I, I think he has better technique um, than Andrew Thomas in terms of being fluid with his steps. Where Andrew Thomas, you're really going to see his, his helmet bounce up and down um, and not have a ton of balance into his pass set. So um, I think overall he probably is, is the worst technically but it's not by a very wide margin. And with me saying that, again, I don't want to be biased because, okay, he's a Jets player and now he's great. But those guys were all good with technique for the most part. Like I was like, like you said, you know, or, or like I said, Tristan works can work on this or uh, wills that whatever, but all of them generally have solid technique. So I'm not saying he's bad at technique. I would say maybe he's average um, or maybe a little bit below average in some aspects, but it's not like I'm, I'm calling him bad. Um, in technique, because like I said, there are certain things that he does that are better than some of those guys, and there are some things that he does worse. They're all they're all coming from different schools, different situations, different offenses, so um, different coaches, different things they were 
they experienced in high school with their coaches in practice, et cetera. So, um, but with, yeah, with saying that, I'm not saying he's, he's, he's bad technically. And he's also the guy that we talked about when we did this the first time. He's the guy who's afforded the opportunity to be the worst technically, but still be a good player because of how big he is. And that's something that we talked about. Um, and I remember specifically me saying that even if he's average technically, he could be an all-pro player because of how big he is. Um, and I think in college he was around average technically. Um, and I think him, and this is, has come up plenty, that he's working with Duke Mannyweather, who is an O-line guru who's worked with I think, like Travis Frederick and Zach Martin and Teron Armstead and all these top flight offensive linemen. He's been working with them since he's been drafted, even before he's been drafted. Uh, so is Cameron Clark, which is a really good thing. Um, so him working with a guy who's technically sound at that and like that O-line guru, um, he's getting a head start. So I, I think he's going to become even more refined technically. And if he becomes, you know, even average at an NFL level, like I said, he could be a pro bowler. Um, if he becomes solid, watch out because he, the way he moves, I've never seen it for, for a guy his, his size, you know, like and people say Ogden, all these guys. I've never personally really watched him on a snap-by-snap basis on, on all 22. So I could say for me personally, since I've been really dissecting films since 2015, 16, I've never seen a guy um, move like he does. And um, I think his technique uh, definitely kind of improved in, in my mind, like from first viewing to second viewing. I was more impressed with his, his technique, um, especially from a pass set type um, view. Now with the run game, um, he, he, he needs to work on some things. I, I think that he, he gets a lot of hype in the run game, but his run game still needs a lot of work. A lot of his work in the, in the run game was power, not technique. Um, you know, uh, kind of just throwing his upper body into guys, not engaging with blocks where he'll, he won't run through the hands. He won't climb that tree air quotes that people say. He'll kind of just get his hands on, jolt the guy and throw him backwards. Uh, might take a bad angle, might be a little bit high. Um, hand placement not, might not be very good. Uh, let the guy scrape over top and then get back in on the run play because he was too concerned with just throwing the guy far outside. Like there's things he needs to work on in the run game. So I think I'm a little bit different with people where I think he's, I think he's solid in the run game at, and, and like decent in pass pro where some people say he's bad in pass pro, but elite in the run game. I, I still think, um, at the NFL level, he needs to work on. Um, things, and obviously this goes out of saying he didn't need to work on things on the NFL level, so maybe I should rephrase that, but I think he is not as great in the run game as some people think he is because a lot of it worked in the, at the college level because of just pure power where in the NFL, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna uh, reach your hands are gonna be high, or if you're just gonna try to torque guys outside instead of climbing the tree, like I said, um, they're gonna be able to disengage and get back in on the play. So um, I'm kind of I, I take it from a little bit different view than other people, but um, again, I, I, I'm rambling. So, <laughs> Joe, the last time we spoke, you said that you felt that Becton would struggle mightily his rookie season, particularly in pass protection. And you just talked about all the reasons why you think he's stronger there than you initially believed after watching the All 22s. I'm not saying that he's not going to struggle his rookie year because. With rare exceptions only, and there are very few of them, most rookie tackles struggle at least to some degree. So we have to expect some ups and downs. But do you feel now that he can have a really good year even as a rookie working out some of these issues on the job, at least a lot more so than you would have thought before you took a look at some of this extra footage? 
Yeah, yeah, um, for for sure. Uh, I, I I do think that just because, like I said, him working with with Manny Weather uh, definitely definitely helps in terms of like you know being kind of like taking into the back of your mind. Okay, now he's working with this guy who is really good with technique. So um, obviously his technique is going to be improving. And like I said, he's farther along technically than I thought he was. So he's not a complete lost cause at, in pass protection, which is obviously going to be huge for you know we're going to assume he plays left tackle. Um, that's huge for that position uh, where before it was a huge unknown where I didn't really see a lot of pass sets. And when you did, it was, you know, like I said, it was like a 45 degree set or a jump set because they were, um, you know, Louisville, Louisville was, was running play action. So it wasn't a true pass set. It almost looked more like a run block. Um, but after watching more pass sets, I am more comfortable with, with Hal Hill um, respond at the NFL level where I, I think he'll be fine against some rushers. Like, like there's little things like, like I said, shooting his hands a little bit lower. Um, I think he needs to, to alternate his punches a little bit more where maybe he shoots his outside hand too much. Uh, I think he needs to defeat the arms more where, where if a guy gets his hands on Beckton, he'll kind of still power against power um, and push against push where really you want to deflect force. You want to get under guys' heads. You want to, you want to lift against push as, a, as an offensive lineman. You want to defeat the hands. You want to trap them. You want to, you want to snatch them. You want to cuff them, whatever technique we're talking about. Um, there's some things I think he needs to do and learn more of at the NFL level, but he's not a complete unknown like he was to me a few months ago, two months ago, whatever it was. So there's things he needs to work on um, with that. I think specifically his biggest issue is going to be with more exotic looks from the NFL level. Like I said, T stunts, pirate stunts, whatever you want to, you know, some people call them tech, some people call them Ted stunts, all these different things are coming at him at the NFL level. I think he's going to need um, to kind of just, just, dip his toe in the water or whatever, jump into the, I'm not good with analogies. He's going to need to be thrown to the fire, I guess I should say, um, to, to learn that stuff and see it on the NFL practice field, et cetera, on tape. Um, so there's going to be times where maybe, like I said, I'll carry a guy too far inside and not see the corner. And then Sam Donald might get a, He might let up a sack for that reason. You know, like there's going to be an instance or two of that. That's really with every NFL person. Like there's no rookie who comes in, um, and just absolutely dot. Well, Nick Bosa did it this year, who I was a little bit wrong on. Um, to be completely honest, to be transparent, I thought he was going to be good. I didn't think he'd be as good as he was. Um, but you're going to struggle. Like you know, nine out of ten, uh, ten rookies, no matter how elite they turn out to be, are going to struggle in some aspects. So yeah, he's going to struggle um, at points during the season. But I still think that we could be towards the end of the season, or at the end of the season, you know, looking to 2021 and talking about what other offensive linemen we need and be happy with that in the season and say, you know, he really showed potential. Um, and I think even just like an average season for, for a rookie left tackle would be great. And I, I think that he could do that, like I said, because his, his technique is further along than I thought it was previously. And he is a freak of nature. Like, that helps. Like, you don't need to shoot your hands perfectly. You don't need to take complete proper footwork. Like, let's say, okay, you open up your your uh, your hips a step or two early. Um, the guy shoots him inside. Well, that, guess what? Beckton's massive, and he doesn't need his full power into his punches and his 35-inch arms. He can he can reach inside and shut you down and wrench you and throw you to the ground. Where a guy like, you know, Andrew Thomas, who is not as strong or doesn't have as much fluidity, um, I would say Beckton can move better than Thomas, even though Thomas is 30 pounds less or whatever it is. Um, so he has to be better technically, but Beckton has that recovery because of how much of a freak he is. So like, um, he has, he's kind of afforded more room to be worse technically than other guys are. So it's going to be interesting. I, I, I think that 
Um, he's going to have a solid rookie year, but like any other rookie, he's going to have a bump or two in the road. That's, that's completely expected. One thing that people have been worried about is that he may be a downgrade, at least his rookie year, over Kelvin Beecham. Now, we've talked about Kelvin Beecham many times on the show, Joe. He's at best passable. He's an okay pass blocker, doesn't give you much in the run game. And the worry is that at least at first in his rookie year, Makai Becton might be a step down, at least as a pass blocker, from Kelvin Beecham. Do you think now after having watched it all 22 that it's possible that that might not be the case? I think it's very I think it's very possible that's not the case. Um, I'm not I'm not very high on Beecham. Um, I, I was his first couple of years because, you know, the Jets were trotting out whoever they were trotting out there who couldn't play left tackle at all. Um, and so he was like below average, which was an upgrade for the Jets. But Beecham offered you very, very little in the run game. Um, you couldn't run behind him. We're now, you know, Le'Veon Bell running behind Beckton, you know, you know, kicking out the edge or sealing the guy inside, whatever it might be, maybe um, that's going to be a benefit. So I'm automatically, and I'm very confident in saying that he's better run blocker than, than Beecham just because of his, his size um, and how big he is. Like I said, even though he does need to work on some things that people might not have taken um, into thought or whatever. Um, so I think he's, a, he's an upgrade there. And then Beecham was a guy who's like, he, yeah, he's solid technically, but the problem with Beecham is he's, he's like 6'3", his arms are short, um, and he's not that powerful. So you'd see really, and this is kind of Brooks' problem too later in his career, even during his career, um, he, wasn't, he wasn't strong. So when guys got into his chest and bull rushed him, he didn't really have the ability to drop his anchor, get under that, that, that push and lift him up in the air and deflect that force. He didn't really have that ability because of how weak he was. So you'd see him get bull rush and automatically jump back four or five yards and be onto uh, or be into Sam uh, Donald's, you know, uh, right, right in front of his toes. So, like there was problems with that with Beecham where Beckton, even with bad technique might be better than Beecham with uh, really good technique because he's just much bigger. So I, I think honestly, like, you know, I don't, people have issues kind of, grading offensive linemen because it's not something you could look up how many pancakes well I guess maybe you can look up how many pancakes blocks you had but you can't look up okay well you know like a receiver he had 750 yards and six touchdowns yeah that's a successful year for Mims in his rookie year there's no way to really do that with back then it's kind of something you're gonna have to go to my show and watch you know uh shameless plug um <laughs> but I, I I think that he'll he'll be more effective than than Beecham um in his rookie year I, I'm pretty confident in that now might he struggle in some areas that Beecham wouldn't have? Like I said, with passing off stunts or maybe um, taking proper footwork to, to cut off a four-eye or four-tech, whatever it may be. Yeah, there's going to be some instances that Beecham would have done better because he is more technically sound. But at the same time, if you're if you're running, you know, power or whatever to Beckham's side and you're asking him to kick out an edge, he's going to kick out an edge better than Beecham because he has 70 pounds on him and he's a mammoth. So – there are some areas that are negatives and positives or, you know, one player is better than the other, um, obviously. But I think that Beckton being as young as he is and as powerful as he is, I think he'll be more effective maybe in the past game, maybe they're about even in the past game. Like I said, technically he might struggle with some things that Beecham didn't, but uh, Beckton will be able to handle, you know, guys like wh- whoever you want to say um, who we're facing this year. Like maybe, you know, uh, Nick Bosa, maybe he handles him better because Bosa won't be able to, uh, bull rush him like he would beat him. Um, so maybe they're about even in pass pro, but I'm very confident that he's going to be more effective in the run game and they're going to be more effective running to the left side with Beckton there. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Joe, after watching the All-22 and really expanding your knowledge of what Makai Becton brings to the table, we talked about how you think that he's going to be better than you previously thought. We talked about how you think that he could be better than Kelvin Beecham right off the bat in year one, both as a pass blocker and certainly as a run blocker. How do you think he ultimately stacks up? rookie year and then where do you see him projecting now because we talked about this before on the previous film review where you said where you thought he would project where is your new projection not only for year one but for his entire career where you think he could potentially end up in terms of overall skill level and overall performance um yeah this is obviously a multi-layered conversation you know i always like to like look into things a little bit more than just say okay yeah he's gonna be great because you know, what offense is he in? Are the, are the Jets going to, you know, let's say Adam Gates gets fired next year and they're going to transition into an offense that doesn't really, you know, fit Beckton, which to be completely honest, because of how big he is and how well he moves, I think he can run power. You know, he could be a power guy, a gap guy, a uh, counter guy, zone guy. Like he could pretty much do anything you want. Um, so maybe he wouldn't struggle with that as much. So maybe that's not a great example, but there's a lot of factors that go into career, like you said, you know, barring injuries and et cetera, et cetera. I, I think his first year, um, no matter, you know, let's say you're doing PFF grades, I think he, he he's an average type tackle um, in his rookie year, maybe a little bit below average, maybe because of those, some of those technical things and, and picking up stunts and um, offensive line. Like it's, it's interesting. I always hear offensive linemen talk about it. Okay. Well, you know, if I block the, the defensive end, for 40 plays a game and he doesn't get a sack, that's 40 good plays. But if I let up one sack a game, um, that's a, that's a bad thing. So you can win 
40 out of out of 41 reps an offensive lineman get beat once. Um, and if you get beat once every game, you're letting 16 sacks, you know, a, a season, then you're a really bad offensive lineman. So it's really like, it's crazy how hard their job is to, uh, to be completely honest. They can't lose once in a game. Um, but uh, so, so maybe he'll struggle with some like, uh, things like that, things like picking up stunts and things like that. So maybe he'll let up, uh, you know, five, six sacks because of stunts and then it'll look like he had a bad rookie year. So maybe he, gra- he grades around average, I would say around average for, uh, tackles in the NFL. Now, the multi-layered thing about how he finishes in his career, like you know, we, I just talked about it, um, it's kind of a, it's a difficult thing to project. But I would say, I would say, I think he's going to be a Pro Bowl tackle um, with the opportunity to be an All-Pro. Like I said, it depends on his coaching. Does he take well to Frank Pollock? Does he fit in well? Does Frank Pollock get fired after this year, and then the next guy who comes in is a scrub and can't teach his guys well, or doesn't know how to use Beckton or teach Beckton? So. Um, I'm, I'm going to say I think he will be a, a pro ball player um, by year three. Um, I, I, you know, obviously as a Jets fan, I want to say year two, year one, uh, but that's, it, it's hard. It's a hard transition for, for offensive tackles. You're going against guy in, uh, in college who are 230 pounds. You can ragdoll against guys who are 300 pounds and move like guys in college that you saw who are, you know, at 230 pounds. So it's a really, you know, kind of, it's a culture shock from like going from, like I said, uh, guys in college, the guys in the NFL level going against guys like Bosa, uh, both Bosa brothers and Nagakwe and Lawrence and all these guys you're going to be seeing. Um, so it, it's going to take some adjustment um, in his first couple of years. But I, I think he'll end up being a Pro Bowl type player uh, with a chance to be an All-Pro. But uh, there's a lot of underlying factors that kind of go into that. And uh, how seriously does he take it? You know, obviously he seems motivated now, but he's going to be motivated year three, year four, you know, uh, who is the offensive line coach? What offense is he running? Who's going to be the head coach in three, four years? So there's a lot of factors to it, but I think he'll be a upper tier uh, offensive lineman who uh, the Jets fans will be very happy to have on the team. Joe, I think we could both agree that if he can be what DeBrickishaw Ferguson was for this team, a 10-year starter at a Mm -hmm. high level, multiple-time pro bowler, then we would all sign for that. But if he can be even better than that, and I think he has the upside to potentially be better than that, then we would all at least attempt to stand on our heads, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and with him versus Brick, like Brick was a guy, like I said before, he was limited physically, but a really technically sound player. Um, so he was never going to be the best in, in, in the league. He wasn't going to be Tyron Smith or anybody like that who's considered the best, one of the best in the league because he was limited. And obviously Jets fans might you know, green colored glasses. Okay. Brick was the best left top in the league for five years. It's just not true. He was always solid, but never, never elite. Um, where Beckton, like we've talked about, if he reaches his full potential, um, takes the coaching well, does everything that Manny Weather is telling him, does everything, um, that, that Pollock is, is teaching him, who I think, again, we've talked about before is getting too much flack right now, um, in terms of him being a terrible offensive line coach. So if he takes well to coaching and he reaches that ceiling, he could be the best tackle in the league. How many guys do you see? And I'm not saying that's going to happen, you know, um, but that's obviously hard to project saying he's going to be the best tackle in the league. But a guy, how often do you see a guy um, you have more knowledge than I do in terms of like the past, but, you know, Ogden, guys like that, um, guys who are six, seven, uh, 360 pounds who move as well as Beckton. Like how often have you seen that? So obviously, yes, he reaches his potential. Um, and like I said, he doesn't need to be elite technically. If he's a guy who ends up being solid to above average technically, he's an elite tackle because of his size. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see how he develops. Obviously, 
the issue now with the whole COVID situation is, you know, offensive line, it's a lot about continuity. It's a lot about working with your guys and how does your, your left guard pick up stunts? How does your left guard like to do this? How much can I trust him in slide protection to cover my inside gap? So how far can I get outside that? There's so many things you need to work on um, together. So it, it's going to hurt him a little bit in the rookie year. I think there's like one position you need um, to get into camp. Uh, as a rookie, obviously it's quarterback and offensive line is probably number two because you need that, that work with the guys next to you. So I'm going to be interested to see how quickly he adjusts, but this situation is definitely not helping. One, any new team, any new players to a new team, any new type coaches, like the Jets have a lot of guys who are new on the offensive line, a lot of guys who are new in the secondary, a lot of guys who are just new in general with a, with a relatively new head coach. So they might struggle at first where teams like the Saints, you know, who have been together for a while, won't struggle as much because there's not really much they need to work on. So it's definitely going to be interesting to, to see. But in terms of, like, getting back to the original question, if him versus uh, Brick, you know, Brick's ceiling and how good he was versus Beckton, if he reaches his ceiling, uh, Beckton could be a much, much, much better player. And that's no disrespect to Brick because, like you said, 10 years missed one snap because of a wildcat play, whatever it was, um, he was always – really, really good and a pro baller, but he was never elite, where Beckton has the physical capabilities to be the best um, elite tackle in the league. Now, will that happen? You know, we'll, uh, we'll all obviously have to, uh, to wait to see that. Fingers crossed that it does happen. Joe Blewett, host of Blewett's Blitz, over at JetsXFactor.com. As always, thanks so much for coming on and breaking down some film with me. Really appreciate it. I know you've got the full Beckton video up right now at JetsXFactor.com. What else do you have up there? Oh, uh, what, what? How long do you have? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, a, a ton. Uh, there's there's a lot going on right now. Um, I have the whole rookie class done. Minus, uh, oh, I didn't do Brandon Man. I, I'm not a punting expert. Um, and the only guy I'm waiting to do a show on is Morgan. Morgan is up on JetsXFactor. She's up on YouTube. So the whole rookie class. A lot of the free agents, um, I'm about to get into the Sierra and Cager and some of like, you know, the, the, the free agents um, and the undrafted class. And I'm going to warn you that, you know, people are a big fan of Greg Dorch last year. He got roasted. So the people who love Cager, we're going to have to wait and see. But don't be offended if I pick his part, pick apart his game a little bit. But uh, literally any single player like McGovern or any one of those guys, any of the rookies you want to see a full show on, a full film breakdown of. Uh, Jets X Factor, you can literally, or you can just go on YouTube, Blewett's Blitz, and type in the player's name, or you can just go and jump, type in Blitz Blitz, type in Google, Blewett, and the player's name, and something's probably going to come up. Go ahead and check out Joe on Twitter at JoeRB31. Take a look at his work over at JetsXFactor.com. If you haven't given us a five star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it does help us out a lot. So if you could do that for us, we would be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.